0: is Country
1: 104.
0: Uh, okay, here we go. Country mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104.
1: I saw something that made me do a double take and then a triple take. <laughs> okay. KFC, KFC has decided to, and this isn't the first time they've done this. I don't think. No. KFC has decided to participate in Movember. Nice. So they have actually removed Colonel Sanders' uh, Colonel Sanders mustache from their logo right now. Oh, so
0: they're, they're starting from scratch with with the Colonel, like the mustache go-to <laughs> yeah. combination. They've shaved him clean, and he is participating in the full on Movember.
1: Yeah, you know what's really funny now that I'm looking at this this photo? He kind of actually does look like Alex Trebek. Oh my gosh. Without... <laughs> That's fantastic. But seeing him without the facial hair, seeing the, you know, the Colonel Sanders without facial hair reminded me like did, did your dad ever have a mustache or a goatee or, or anything growing up?
0: He had one for the longest time. Ever since I remember like the first time seeing him and he had it for years. Like I'm talking 15 plus years of just, it was just the mustache. Everything else was clean shaven. And then one day in the middle of the week, like on a Wednesday or a a Thursday, came downstairs and (laughs) it took all of us a while to notice it because we were just so accustomed to having it. It was gone. And he didn't say oh. anything to anybody. He wanted you to notice it. And I was like, "What? Hold hold up. I need He's like, wait,
1: This who is what you are you." Look like? you?
0: <laughs> it was wild. It was so funny. And then now, you know, it's kind of it's mostly I think he shaves it for the most part, but every now and then mm-hmm. he grows it back for the fun of it. But it was just an I like I I think you had to double take and be like, "I'm sorry. Like what?" how is that not on your face anymore like it just it (laughs) threw me off for a while
1: you there's photos i've seen or in videos go viral of like little kids and their dads will have full-on beards and those full you know colonel sanders mustaches and all of a sudden they'll shave them and the babies those those photos, those videos, they get me every single time. Country 104. So a study was done. And because, you know, you you have the holidays, whether you have on a normal year, if you have 20 people over or this year, if you have two people over, there's always the, the post-holiday cleanup. And this yeah. study was done saying that 46% of people would be willing to pay 5 $1,000 to have their home magically clean from top to bottom after the holidays.
0: That's a little pricey for me. I don't think I, <laughs> I would put up with the cleanup if 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 the alternative was pay 5 grand to have it done for you. That number well, is too steep for me.
1: So it says one in two confess that after one out of two people confess that after such a chaotic 2020, the last thing they want to do is a big Post holiday cleanup, even if the gatherings are smaller in numbers this year, they're like, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm done. 2020 has had enough. I'm not. I'm not doing any more cleaning. Country 104.
0: If you're currently in your car right now and you're driving, and you know you, you hold your steering wheel a certain way, and even though sometimes you do change it up, you always go back to your, you know, that one spot where you hold it for the majority of the time. It could say a lot about you. And Leanne, we've got some uh, some references here as to how you hold your steering wheel is how you are as a person.
1: Yeah, so a personality expert claims y- you can tell a lot by- about somebody just by how they're holding the steering wheel. So, Kyle, tell me, how how do you, on a normal day, you're in your car driving through regular traffic, how are you holding your steering wheel?
0: Listen, Are you know.
1: a 10-in-2, a 9-in-3 guy? I don't
0: know if I should be saying this because <laughs> it's not necessarily proper, but I'm definitely not a 10-in-2 guy. For the majority of the time, I will have... Uh, one hand up near the top of the steering wheel or one hand with my elbow on the window off to the side, sure. but, but, um, but yeah, so no- okay. normally it's one hand cause I have my other hand on the, on the gear shifter. Um, yeah. it's just, I, I don't know. It's a natural, it's just the way I have it. There's
1: and- oh yeah. I'm, you know, I'm the person my right elbow always has to be on an armrest yep. or the yeah, console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't just have the arm hanging down. It no. can't just be floating. It's gotta be on something. Um, but uh according to this personality expert they say one hand near the top of the wheel okay that means you are relaxed and you like to project confidence sure now sounds, i hold sounds
0: good <laughs> you'll take it i'll take that i thought it was going to be something bad
1: so we'll, we'll run through the list. So if you hold it at 10 and 2, that's the way that we learned. I know it was 9 and 3 for a while, but uh, it had changed by the time that you and I learned to drive. Uh, they say 10 and 2, that's the classic way. Or was it 10 and 2 or was it 9 and 3? when we learned? It's 10 and 2. Okay, I was getting, all, I was getting myself yeah, backwards for 10 a second. And two. So 10 and 2, they say that's the classic way you might have learned as a teenager. If you still do it now, it means you play by the rules <laughs> and you might be a perfectionist. If you are a 9 and 3 person, it means you're probably an anxious person, but oh. also very thorough. That's fair. They say if you're an eight and a four, so if you do like the 10 and the two, but upside down on the, on the bottom side of the wheel. Okay. Um, it means you're a confident person who likes to take charge.
0: Really did not think that that was going to be the characteristic described.
1: If you do, so this is what I do. One hand on the bottom of the wheel. I do that sometimes too. You're a minimalist who keeps things simple, and if you if you if you're driving, I don't think uh, I've ever seen anybody do this., uh, but apparently there are people that that drive with one hand on the horn <laughs> How? They say you're, I don't know how do you even do you turn, turn your wheel it? without laying on the horn yeah uh, they they say you're probably a busy and bossy person country one oh four adult problem, something that you come across. In, you know, your your years right now, what is an adult problem that nobody prepared you for?
0: Laundry takes a lot longer than you think. (laughs) I know they have timers on everything. But then you've gotta you've gotta you've gotta prep it. You've gotta put the you've gotta put the wash in, you've gotta put the, the the detergent, the softener. Then you gotta switch them out. You gotta take things out of the pockets, and then there's folding on top of it. You gotta make sure that you, you organize it. So you got your whites, your colors, your darks. Are you washing it properly, settings on the on the washer. Like it's just it's you gotta take a whole class to understand what's going on. That was one thing that I had to learn the hard way.
1: Kyle, you were—I—I I didn't expect you to be so passionate about laundry. That was a wonderful surprise this morning. You're welcome. <laughs> Miles uh, tweeted in saying, uh, "An adult problem nobody prepared me for: mm. fruit and vegetables expire faster when you're the one paying oh, for them." Oh man,
0: I feel like That's bananas worst. are ripe for maybe six hours.
1: Okay, okay. I don't know if it's just me, if I am doing something wrong, but I will pick up some great looking bananas at the grocery store, they might even be green at the grocery store, oh, yeah, but by the time you pick them up, you put them in your cart, you pay, you get home. By the time you take them out of your bags at home, they're brown yeah, like they, what, what, what? what happened? They've
0: already got spots on them too uh <laughs> yeah. we got we got a message in on Instagram from Shannon saying you'll never stop cleaning the kitchen, oh. <gasps> I feel, I it's feel. It's not, that. I clean my countertops on my kitchen like three times a day. I'm always wiping them down. And then when I wipe them down, I leave, go back. I haven't been in the kitchen since. And then there's just crumbs and there's dirt and there's specks. I'm like, how? I-, I haven't been here since.
1: <laughs> uh, we got a message from Justina who said, they never prepare me for the fact that the floor is always dirty, always. <laughs> even if to the same point of your your countertop story, even after you just sweep, vacuum, and mop, well, it's still dirty. Country 104.
0: We've also come across a video of is uh, a head coach in the NCAA by the name of PJ Fleck, and you know, there's a lot of different ways to try to motivate people to try to get them pumped up and ready to go. But he had an analogy, Leanne, that is what I've never heard of before in my life.
1: Yeah, for him desperate times called for desperate measures. The Minnesota football <laughs> team was uh, was was 0 for 2. Okay, they had lost uh their first game. I think it was it was just a total landslide. they, they weren't even yeah. close. The second game, they lost by one point, which I think just I don't know what hurts more. Losing by a landslide or losing by one point, but anyways, ahead of the third game this past weekend, the coach said, "You know we, we got to rally the troops, we got to get everybody together. We got to move forward from this and and, and this is how he decided to do it. I read him a book, uh, Everyone Poops. And I know that
0: sounds crazy, but because we didn't play very well, but poop can be used as fertilizer if you grow. and in and, and Minnesota, we got lots of farms, and uh, that the poop is actually manure. It, it can help with crops and, and the best fruit and vegetables. And that's what we talked about last night. You guys know me. Just, just full on farmer <laughs> talk. Like, <laughs> you know, some everybody poops, but that helps with vegetables. It helps grow crops, and it helps develop. And, <laughs>
1: it's, and it's all over I, it. I was, I was looking into this coach. I think he's a former teacher because, it, in terms of, you know. Sticking by COVID-19 protocols, he had this whole analogy for, like, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Apparently, if the team's, like, not doing well, he has this, like, row, row, row the boat. Like, just keep moving forward analogy as well. And, hey, you know what? Everybody poops. It worked. Kyle, they won that game 41-14. Country 104. I was watching Jimmy Kimmel because he had a very special, very wonderful guest on the show. Luke Combs joined him via Zoom or through, through the interwebs, and they were chatting all about quarantine and chickens and how Luke Combs is a fan of the Carolina Panthers. And then they, they also got talking about Luke Combs' uh, wedding because, of course, he uh, tied the knot. He got hitched this uh, this summer, and uh, Luke Combs revealed a, a, a couple of details about the big day. Did
0: you write your own vows? We did not write our own vows. Uh, we was my my wife was worried that because I'm a songwriter that mine might have been right. You little... like you said like if your vow was what you see ain't always what you get, she could get <laughs>
1: nervous. <laughs> yes, yeah she might not like that. For me.
0: <laughs> Maybe not the best vow, but
1: <laughs> but <laughs> honest. Very, yeah, very very honest. But it got me thinking, Kyle. If you were to take some other country lyrics and turn them into vows, ooh. What would they sound okay, like? Okay,
0: this is going to be fun. Okay, I need, to, I need to think of a song. Do you have a couple songs ready? I,
1: I, I've got a couple songs okay. that, that I've thought of.
0: All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some music in the back just to, just to complete the moment here, okay? Oh, okay, paint the full picture. <laughs> paint the picture.
1: Let's get in the mindset. We're in the chapel. We're standing at the front. <laughs> We've exchanged the rings. We're about to say I do. Hey, Kyle, <laughs> whose bed have your boots been under? Hey, Kyle I slashed a hole in all four tires Maybe next time He'll think before he cheats
0: (laughs) Okay, I got one that's been circulating uh, Circulating around right now Leanne, but baby This might be the last time I get to lay you down Because I can't love you more Than my hometown (laughs) Oh,
1: Morgan Wallen will stand you up at the altar And head right on back to his hometown What, what about um, Sam Hunt's Make you miss me I ain't gonna be that easy to leave Girl, I'm gonna make you miss me Yeah,
0: not not a great Not a great <laughs> vow whatsoever Oh man Thomas red has got one too Where his, she wants to get married But she doesn't want to marry me Ooh, Ooh.
1: That's a tough one. Cutting
0: right on through. Country
1: 104.
0: With another edition of Country 104 Mornings on this Thursday, November the 12th. Leanne, good morning to you. How you doing? Sporting the Blue Jays hat. Got the Arkells t-shirt on. You're ready (laughs) to go.
1: (laughs) I have all the logos on this. I I honestly, yesterday was such a mess that this morning, it just just bled into this morning. So last night, it was, you know, 5 o'clock and I said, hey... You know i said hey to myself uh it was five o'clock and i i decided that i should make some dinner so get everything ready cook some chicken i got a salad got everything ready to go i put it all on a plate i'm about to sit down and boom accident around the corner power goes out oh my gosh it is just pitch black in my apartment and i'm scrambling i'm thinking You know, you know when it does that, like flicker for a second. It's in, out, in, out, and then it's just black. I was thinking, okay, maybe it'll come back in a second. Wasn't coming back. So then you scramble. You're like, what? Where's the flashlights? Do they work? Do I have more batteries? Where are my candles? Uh, So it was, uh, it was a really fun, fun evening realizing that I am not prepared for a power outage
0: (laughs) no you never are you think you are but you just never are that's the same thing happened to me when i used to live uh, back in the apartment building and the power went out we're like okay we had some candles and stuff ready but we were Mm -hmm. thinking it was only gonna last like a couple hours so we like made we we made a game of it right like you had your flashlights you read books you're playing cards then like four or five hours goes by and you're like all right, like turn back on. I got to get like, stuff okay. done.
1: I, well, that, that was it. I was like, okay, I got to send some emails. I got to yeah. do some stuff for tomorrow. And it didn't come on until oh, after man. I went to bed. But I mean, now I know. Now I know that my flashlights don't work. Now I know if you burn more than three scented candles for an hour and sit right in front of them, you are going to have a massive headache. Now I know. Now,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned for next time the power goes out and it's multiple hours of just absolute pitch black. Um, I'm glad that you got some stuff done afterwards, though. Or did you?
1: No, I, oh, I just I, no, I, I not went, even I went. The power didn't come back on until after I, I went to bed. I don't think it came back on until maybe 11 o'clock or something oh, like man. that. So. That's that's why I got the Arcelis T-shirt on today, it. the Blue Jays hat. It was it was an eventful morning.
0: <laughs> I, I have, it's so funny because I I'm always wearing just like a backwards hat, like I've got either like my whatever this hat is, or I've got my Ober and Goose hat, and I always just rock a hoodie as well. But when Leanne rocks it, it's like, all right, what happened?
1: <laughs> There's something going on here. The secret
0: is you just wear it every day, and no one questions it, Leanne. That's how it works. Country 104.
1: A study came out. And it says the, the average adult spends this much time in their life okay. worrying about money. How much time do you think that is, Kyle?
0: Oh, all. Of How the time. much time?
1: It's <laughs> just always on your mind.
0: Twenty two hours a day. No, okay. If I'm hours being serious here, I don't know. Um, are we talking about like over a year, over a lifetime? No, lifetime. 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 Like total to, total accumulated hours or total accumulated yes. days because it's definitely days. I don't know. Like, I want to say like of your entire life because th- th- I remember there was a study done that showed like you spend two weeks of your life waiting at stoplights.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So money, I'm going to go, I'm going to go like three months, four months. You,
1: you are, um... Incredibly wrong, Kyle. Incredibly wrong. <laughs> so this study says the average person thinks about their finances four times a day for a total of 28 minutes. Okay. That am- amounts to a full week every single year worrying about money over oh. your entire over your entire life. That works out to be an entire year. Oh my gosh. Just of time spent worrying about money, worrying about that mortgage payment, worrying about the bills, worrying about how to make ends meet. Uh, and it says actually that the number one thing that people worry about is is after you pay the main bills, after you pay what you've got to pay, how much money do so you got left. have left over?, yeah. oh my gosh
0: <laughs> this is the, that, this is reaching right into my soul right now.
1: I feel I feel attacked. I don't feel good <laughs> now. The, this survey did say currently. 16% are keeping money related secrets from their loved ones.
0: Ooh. Are
1: you part of the 16% Kyle?
0: No, I have a I have a secret. <laughs> I, so I have like a secret emergency stash hidden somewhere okay. um that my girlfriend is very aware of and she knows. She doesn't touch it, but like she's oh. like she knows of it. So it's yeah. like a little, little, little section of just like, if God forbid, if there was an emergency, if I had to take the dog to the vet, if there was a car crash, like, you know what I mean? Like it, that money's yeah. there. So we don't have to dip into our savings, but now she knows, she knows all my secrets. There's nothing left for, <laughs> for me to hide from her. Country 104. There was an, a Reddit post that asked the question, very simple question. What is something that you would do that is completely legal? But when done in public would make you look like a little bit of a crazy person. And the examples (laughs) that were listed, you think about it and you're like, that's that's a very normal thing. But as soon as you do it in a public setting, it changes everything.
1: Yeah. So uh, one example was Mm. uh, laugh when nobody else does when watching a movie at the theaters, which is so true.
0: You're crazy if you do that.
1: I can't even think of what movie it was now, but there is, I don't know if it was like Meet the Parents or something like that, which I mean, everybody's laughing throughout that entire movie, <laughs> but there, there was just a moment where I just burst out laughing. And all of a sudden I, I like looked around and I was like, oh no, I, I am did. that, I am that person. Oh. Everybody else is looking at me right now. I mean, like, what is, what does she think is so funny that nobody else did?
0: Uh, Another one is making direct eye contact with someone and then not saying anything. (laughs) You freak them right out.
1: Uh, Somebody else also wrote uh, lockpicking the door to your own house because you've lost your key, which is. Yeah. I've ever like for, for with my apartment. Sometimes, if you forget your key, you can buzz yourself in through your phone, and you just I'm like, I I I live here. I promise, this is fine. It's okay. I'm supposed to be here. Either
0: picking the lock or like climbing <laughs> through the kitchen window to get in, and you're like half body in, half body out. Yeah. Someone's yeah, like, do yeah, I yeah. call the cops on this person? And then you find out, hey neighbor, what's going on? It's it's just me.
1: Uh, somebody else said, uh, when entering an elevator, mm. it's a completely legal thing, yep. but when done it makes you look a little crazy entering an elevator and you don't turn around and face the exit. You don't turn around and face oh. the door.
0: No. Yeah. you you're, you're, you're You face the doors when you walk in, you turn around, you hit the button, you stand by the doors. If you don't turn around and I'm in an elevator with you and you're just facing the other way, I'm hitting the emergency button and I am escaping with my (laughs) life out of that elevator.
1: Right. Like you, you, whenever you get in, I never even thought about it until I, I just read that. Like when you get in, you automatically turn around. Even if you're with somebody, if you're with a group of people, your body is at least in some way, shape or form leaning towards or directed towards the door. You're, you're never standing
0: no. backwards. No. And uh, last one, if you want to if you want to do one just to freak out your neighbors in the neighborhood, walk around your street. With a glass of water from your kitchen, not like a water bottle, and just walk by and just say hi to everybody with your glass of water. <laughs> totally fine if you're inside, but as soon as you step out, start walking around your neighborhood, people are going to take a second look and go, are, are they okay? Country 104. And there are a lot of superstitions, Leanne, that, that people do. Now, you are not superstitious. You are a little stitious. We'll yeah, throw back I mean, there I, to the I office. Yeah, I don't...
1: I don't think I I do anything over the top crazy. I don't have any, you know, special little things that I do before, you know, a hockey game or a a big Mm -hmm. night or whatever it is. I don't have anything. I don't have a pair of lucky socks or anything like that.
0: No. Well, neither do I, thankfully. So, but I want to go over some of the, some of the most superstitious things that people would do. And I want to see if you follow along with these as well. Okay. Okay. So you know that there's the rule of thumb where it's bad luck to walk under a ladder.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's just like a safety hazard. So I don't walk under a ladder. That's pretty fair. I'll <laughs> give you
0: that one. Uh, so if if let's just say you are saying something, like if you're say, Oh, like it's gonna be a great day because I'm gonna get this, but then you don't want to jinx it so you knock on wood.
1: Do I you am do for that? sure. I knock on wood, but I will say, I just say, oh, knock on wood. And then I just knock on whatever is in front of me a bit. Like my, this desk is metal and something else. It's not actually wood, but I for sure knocked on it being like, knock on wood. If you
0: can't find anything when you say knock on wood, then you, you, you knock on your head.
1: You you do the noggin. That's such a classic dad joke. Classic dad joke. It's where (laughs) I learned it from too. Uh,
0: Do you ever cross your fingers if you are wishing for something and you just want to give it that little extra luck?
1: no in person no ironically i use that emoji a lot like if i'm like oh like hoping that you know this works out i'll use that emoji
0: okay so you're does like, that count you're like kind it's of a 50 50 it's a 50 okay. 50 point five. you get half a point there uh have you ever opened an umbrella inside before because it's bad luck to open up an umbrella inside
1: not be- okay so here's the thing is there's just I no space to do um- it <laughs> Yeah, like how do you get out the door unless you're in the mall and you're walking out the doors that are the, you know, motion sensor, like oh, big wide open. I'm not going to walk out my front door with my umbrella open. I'm going to get stuck. Okay,
0: because then the next one is avoid putting your new shoes on the table, but there's shoes and you don't want to put shoes on the table just for health reasons. So that one's kind of out the window yeah. as well. Okay, so this one would be a good one. So around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. have you ever, when you're eating the turkey and there's always sitting on the counter, the wishbone. You ever pulled it with a sibling? Yes. And if you get the bigger piece, you would make a wish.
1: So uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever gotten the bigger piece, but I've definitely, definitely done the wishbone before. Yeah. It, that thing's harder than you would and think. It's
0: a lot harder than you think. And then last one, have you ever thrown salt over your shoulder after spilling some on the table? no yeah that's one wow
1: I'm really not superstitious no. maybe I need to change some things <laughs> country 104 so it was an interview with Keegan Michael key that's who it was. and he was asked to choose his Christmas squad you know who would he want to hang out with throughout the holidays of, of all the iconic Christmas characters so we did it ourselves and we we have a, a photo up on our country 104 Facebook page uh, but we want you to pick three Christmas characters we want you to pick three people for your Christmas squ- squad we have Scrooge we have Kevin McAllister from Home Alone mm. we have Ralphie from A Christmas Story Jack Skellington uh, John McClane from Die Hard Jack Frost the, the actual snowman Jack Frost yep. from Jack Frost uh, The Grinch Clark Griswold Scott Calvin when uh, Tim Allen was uh, in the Santa Claus movies so good. Charlie so good. Charlie Brown, Yukon Cornelius from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and Turbo Man from the classic Schwarzenegger movie, Jingle All the Way. Kyle,
0: Super underrated movie, I want to point out.
1: I I you know I haven't such seen, a good film. I haven't seen Jingle All the Way in so long, so I actually just googled Turbo Man and I I the costume yep. that Arnold Schwarzenegger put on in that mm-hmm. movie to, to be Turbo Man in the parade, the red bodysuit with the visor in the it's a it's a look it's a fashion statement a that's for sure <laughs>
0: all right leanne let's put you to the test here if you were to pick three names off that list that we just mentioned which three would be part of your christmas squad
1: okay so i put some i put some real thought into this Kyle. did. first and foremost i would pick clark griswold because you know him he's obsessed with christmas lights he wants to make it as big and bright as possible yep. and that is me. When I'm at home, Kyle, if I'm home, if I'm in my house, every single light is on. The only time the lights are off, I'm either asleep or I'm out. Like, the all man, the I lights are on. do not want to
0: know your electric bill. <laughs> oh, man.
1: <laughs> all the lights are on all the time. So I, I feel like Clark and I would get along. Yeah. Uh, Kevin McAllister, because there's those times you get into a gym and you need a little, a little MacGyver, you need a little finagler, you need somebody to help you through. You need it. So I, I, I picked Kevin McAllister okay. because of that. And Jack Frost, I know he's only going to be around in the winter because he melts the rest of the year. But Jack Frost is a total sweetheart. He's a total hockey fan. He'll help you with your game. He'll help you get to the game on time. Yeah. And, I mean, what's not to love about a, a good old snowman? You need so. that
0: kind of wisdom in your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: 100%. What about you, Kyle?
0: Uh, I'll go quick here, but I feel like this repertoire of 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 my squad they would all mesh well together because you can't have two tomb- like you can't have the same person because you can't
1: it- have like diehard john mcclain and clark griswold and uh like will ferrell from elf like that like that, that's too much it's too much. too much
0: so i would go with scott calvin from the santa claus because okay. i feel like i can relate to him especially in the first santa claus when he when he when he realizes he's become santa 'Cause he's trying to struggle with everything going on and he's a very relatable character. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. like him and I get along. And then he becomes like very jolly, and then in Santa Claus two and three. That that was like him. you
1: when you were not happy about the the Michael Buble Alma yeah. playing in your house yesterday and, and then the, came around to it, you know? You're like, I'm okay with this.
0: Uh, I'm gonna pick Charlie Brown. From the Charlie Brown Christmas, because I feel like he would he would balance out. He's like the sweetheart. He's oh, he believes in the spirit of Christmas, and he's always if you're ever in a in a bad mood, he'll put you in a good one because he's got like he's he can be very motivating to you. So I think Charlie Brown's a good fit for the squad.
1: Heck mm-hmm, you're not have mm-hmm. Charlie
0: Brown. It's Charlie Brown.
1: And I, I love it in that all the parents thought yeah, when they're wah, when wah. you don't hear what you don't want to hear, yeah now,
0: And then I'm gonna go with the name off here. I'm gonna go with Yukon Cornelius from Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer. So if you don't know who that is, he is the mountain man in Rudolph, who's got the big beard and the pickaxe, and he's the one who basically rescues them from the yeti yeah. that's chasing them around. And wow. then they what become the like heavy? best
1: friends at the end
0: the, the abominable heavy, like... snowman sorry the abominable yeah, b- snowman b-
1: um bumby what do they call bumble bumby something like that so, and he falls off the cliff oh you see you see Yukon cornelius and kevin McAllister are kind of the same in that yeah, like, you can't they, have they have them will both. save you yeah they'll save you they'll help you out and you need them on your team country mornings with kyle and leanne on country 104